Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Blue Jays Nation Radio with Cam Lewis and Tyler Uremchuk, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Oh boy. Welcome in, episode 14 of Blue Jays Nation Radio. I'm Tyler Uremchuk. Cameron Lewis is on the pod, as always, and Coomsey. We are we're capturing our, our raw emotion, our how we really feel after that game. Because just minutes ago, the Toronto Blue Jays uh, blew the lead in the ninth inning and dropped the rubber match of their series against the Boston Red Sox. And that stung. Yeah, that's one of those. That's one of those ones where you just, you feel it in your, in your bones. Yeah. In your soul. That's just one of those ones where you, it, it's, it's this game, you know, it's the type of game where it, it featured such a nice comeback and it seemed like everything went right. And then yeah. it's just right there. And you've already counted the win in your head because it just seems like a destiny win. They've come back, they've clawed back. They're doing well, they're doing this, they're doing that. And then it just goes away. And it's no longer there. And you just feel ooh, just an empty feeling at the end of the game. Very aggravating. You mentioned but, it. Like so many things throughout that game went well. Like Kevin Biggio getting an RBI single when he just like slashes it to where the shortstop is. Like yep. so many little bloopers that just went their way. And yep. then in the ninth, you have the bottom of their order up and you let them both on. And then Bobby Dahlbeck. Like, fuck. Who the fuck is that? And then Who's you let that? the wild. It's not the, even a real guy. You let the wild pitch get them both in. <laughs> you let the wild pitch get them both in position. And like all of that, like even so they're on second and third. And then the shot to first base at Vlad is like just enough so that he can't even like think about looking the runner back. Right. And of course it pulls him a step over and he's got to just take the out at first. Like, Oh man, everything about that just sucked. Let's just, let's just tell ourselves it's a character building win or sorry, a character building loss. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's one of those losses that uh, when they do win down the road, it makes you feel better. It's you have to suffer through losses like these. No, I'm the not. Wins. They could have been, they could have <laughs> no, been half this, a this fucking, fucking game bullshit, back. Man. No, this sucks because we came in and on, um, uh, Tuesday was the first game. You know, you know, they came out and they kicked the ever-loving piss out of the Red Sox. That was their most complete yeah. game of the year. Like they sick. hit so fucking well. Sick. They played great, right? We'll get into that, but like, yeah, that yeah. That, that first that, game that was awesome. And good. we, they were, you know, I, I put out that tweet, and it was, um, 
you know, the Homer Simpson chasing the uh, Flanders kids in the car. And I'm like the Red Sox <laughs> watching the Blue Jays climb the standings. 750 likes pops off. Now I'm just waiting for Red Sox fans to dunk on me for that. So much for that. Like the Jays come in, you know, half a game back after the first game. That was sick. Second game, ugly, ugly shit. And then it looks like they've salvaged it here in game three. But then Rafael Dolis goes and. Before we get into three up, three down, I saw a little bit of back and forth with some people on the old Twitter machine about is, are you blaming bullpen management on that? Or because some people were saying, if Chatwood gets the ninth instead, we're going home. Yeah, no, if, if, if Dolis comes in the seventh inning, then he gets his tits rocked in that inning. And then we turn off the game early and that's it. Like Dolis was going to get lit up today. It is what it is. Yeah. I, I'm with you, know, you on that too. You can't, you can't blame the bullpen management. Let's be real here. I mean, how many fucking guys have been injured this year? How lazy of a criticism is that? Charlie's had to string together the, 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 the late innings with 17 guys on the disabled list. Like, what are we talking about here? They're missing Yates. They're missing Merriweather. They're missing Baraki. They're missing, you know, half the fucking roster. Like <laughs> how many guys do you have? Like, you think Dolis is your guy, you give him the ninth inning, he doesn't do it. Well, you don't use him next time. Now maybe we use Chatwood in the ninth inning. This is what it is. Like, whatever. Yeah, I'm not I'm again, it's frustrating in the moment. You wake up tomorrow, you got a big set of four games coming up against Tampa Bay. So like the team needs to put it behind them. Me as a fan, I'm probably going to wake up tomorrow and put it behind me. But for the time being, this one really fucking stings. Uh, let's get into Twig and Barry's three up, three down. Twigandberries.ca, free shipping on orders, $75 or more in Canada. And also they got a deal going right now. If you're on their site, you're looking for a hoodie, you're looking for sweats, anything like that. They got a ton of good products. The promo code is nation15, gets 15% off. If you're looking for their new nutsack underwear, buy two pairs, get one free with the promo code TBFREEBIE. That's a hell of a promo code, twigandberries.ca. Uh, How let's do you start- spell that? What is it? TB, so the letters TB, and then freebie, F-R-E-E-B-I-E. Okay. You just go to their website. It's there. You can't miss I it. Gotcha. It's at the bottom screen. Yeah. All right. Uh, three up, three down. Let's start with the down because we're in a shitty, shitty, shitty mood. And I'm actually going to start with the one we have written down as the third one. Um, there being 10 times as many fans of the other team than Jays fans in Dunedin. It's super fucking annoying to not only watch them lose, but then also hear like the crowd erupt when Jan- yeah. Danny Jansen gets out. That That's fucking drives yeah. me nuts. That's what put me into a really bad mood. Cause I, <laughs> you know, Dolly flew the game and I was like, ah, that sucks. That happens. But then I'm just seeing Red Sox fans, just ugly, stupid looking people just shouting and <laughs> making noise, wearing Red Sox paraphernalia. It made me feel physically ill it reminds me of like you go to a jays game and they're playing one of the yankees or the red sox and it's like half red sox or yankees yeah. fans it's even worse when you're in fucking florida and there's all these snowbirds those aren't really snowbirds it's fucking may but you know what i mean it's just yeah yeah like um rowdy called for time and it's just Boo. getting booed by 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 in your home stadium and that's you know marcus Semyon made that comment the other day and some people were like oh marcus Semyon's whining but it's like well no the jays have played how many games have they played? They basically before? haven't had a home game all yeah. year, right? Like they, they haven't felt the a crowd road. cheer for them. They played on the road all season. Like that sucks. Like it's, it's a, it's a, it, it compounds your losses so much more. Like how much does this sting for those guys? Like they blew this game, they're pissed off and they're getting booed in the bottom of the ninth in their own yeah. inning. In their own, in their own, in their own stadium. Fuck, that sucks. <laughs> it's miserable. The, the good news is they're almost going to Buffalo. 
So that that is yeah. how we can end this one on a positive is eventually they're going to be in Buffalo and it's better there. There's more Jays so fans wait, in Buffalo. For the, the, yeah, the Red Sox and Yankees fans will have an even easier time going and watching the Jays well, they play their team. When it's not oh, the Red Sox or Yankees, there'll be more Jays fans there. This is like, true. So when they're playing the Rays, the Rays don't have any fans. Yeah. So but like fine. the the Jays were playing in Dunedin and like the Braves were drawing a big crowd, right? Like, fuck, that's not exactly happening in Buffalo. But anyways, that's our first down. Um, we actually have four written down here, but we already dug into Dolis, so we won't we don't need to rehash. We don't, we don't that. need to beat a dead horse here, man. It happened. Yeah. We all know. <laughs> we'll we'll scrap that. We'll go to our second down. And uh sticking with this game, it's the second inning that Steven Matz had where he's one out away from getting out of this thing or getting out of that inning. At that point, it would have been six up, six down to start the ball game. Would have been feeling pretty good at that point. The Jays were swinging the bat pretty well today, as we saw. And then after getting the first two outs in the second, he goes single, single, home run, double, single, 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 walk. That's ugly. Um, credit to Mats for turning it back around after that. And I saw Ricky Romero sent out a tweet, and I really like the point he made about, you know, statistically, that wasn't Mats's best performance, but it's probably one he values a lot because of the way he was he bounced back from a shitty inning. Um, so Give him credit there, but still, that second inning that changed the game. Yeah, you it did. It was a it was an ugly showing from Matt's, and he's had you know he got his he had his amazing start to the season, and we all thought, oh, this guy's totally figured it out. He's great, and you know he's been bad recently. But to his credit, he did grind through this start, and he gave them a chance to win. I mean, he was through innings three, four, five, and six, pretty much untouchable, and that's you know you got to respect that gutsy kind of performance. I mean. Mm-hmm that's what you need. Like it is what it is. Like you get, you get lit up, you got to keep going. I mean, like, like I talked about earlier and earlier a minute ago, like the Jays have 17 pitchers or whatever it is on the injured list. Like he needs to go five, six deep, no matter what, because there just isn't enough relievers for the Jays right now to get through this game. So, I mean, it is a down, but credit to Matt's for a gutty performance. Really? Yeah. Like you're right. With so many pitchers hurt, you couldn't have afforded a situation where Matt's can't even make it out of the second. And then for him to go on and pitch a few more on top of that, it was nice, but it doesn't, it doesn't take away the five spot on the scoreboard. Right. Um, Our final down is going to, we're going to go back a little bit earlier in this series. And it was the first inning from Ross Stripling who gave up two home runs. And again, you can talk about how he bounced back and pitched a couple more innings, but it doesn't take away what the scoreboard says. And that first inning hurt a lot. Yeah, no, we don't have the same comment about stripling as we do with Matt's. You know, Matt's yeah. allowed his five runs in the second inning. And he came out and he bared down and he figured it out for four innings and actually put together a fairly adequate start. If you said, you know, six innings, five are in against the Red Sox, they're hitting really well. It's not that bad. Yeah. But stripling just got absolutely fucking decimated in the first inning and there was nothing good about there was that. like five balls they hit over a hundred miles an hour off him. Like yeah, he got was- he just doesn't have the stuff anymore. No, that's uh, yeah. And I mean, yeah, I don't right. know what to say with stripling. Like, I don't, I, I don't really know what to say anymore. We talked about this. I think yeah. it was last week because he had last a, like two episodes. Yeah, two, two. We talk about this almost every time he starts now, and it's like, well, we're we're talking about it after he starts, and then we talk about it when we preview his next start, and <laughs> and we talk about it when you know who is pitching in fucking Triple A, wasting his bullets for the Thunder Bisons. And I'm gonna tell you that I think Alec Manoa probably could have put together a better start than allowing five earned runs in the first inning. We are also going to get to Alec Manoa coming up in a few minutes here. So Stripling gets absolutely ripped apart in the first (laughs) inning. His stat line to end the game 
reads uh, three and two thirds with eight hits, six runs, six nice. earned. His ERA seven point two. So uh, not hitting. going good for uh, a, a member of the podcasting community, Ross Stripling. <laughs> You're telling me that the uh, podcaster slash accountant isn't a good big league starter? Well, fuck me. Uh, let's wrap up three up, three down with the positive side of things. And let's start with the pitching where Hunjin Ryu, we talked about how much fun the first game of the series was. And that was in large part because of what the Blue Jays ace was able to do on the bump. Ryu goes seven strong, only allows four hits, probably could have been three hits. If I mean, one of them probably could have been scored a Bobachette error, but that's fine. Four hits allowed for Ryu racks up seven Ks as well. Last week on the pod, we talked about how he's been an ace and then some for the Toronto Blue Jays, and he proved it once again. Oh, seriously. Like, you can't say enough enough good things about him, Jim Ryu, yeah. guys. Just just a beast. The guy's unreal. Every time he comes up, good starts. Like, that start that he put together against the Red Sox. I mean, just said a minute ago, the Red Sox are hitting well this year. They're hitting everything. But Ryu just made them look like a joke. And he comes the, out and does that every every week. It's great. The Buck and Pat buzzword of the day was unpredictability for Ryu. Because they're, you know, you, you can't guess what he's throwing. You can't guess what he's throwing. But then Montoyo did say it after the game. And it's, you know, not exactly cliche, but it gets said a lot with Ryu. But it's true. Like, you're up there watching him. And if you didn't see what Jansen was putting down between the legs, like, you don't know what's coming next. There is no element. Like, if you're just up there guessing, you're screwed. And that's kind of what the Red Sox were. Yeah, he's got like the one of the got to be one of the deepest arsenals. In baseball. Yeah. I mean, that guy throws. 10 different pitches. Like it's crazy. The, the, the different movement and where he commands and where he puts that in the zone. Like it's a treat to watch that guy pitch. It yeah. reminds me a lot, quite actually of uh, like 2015, 16, when Marco Estrada was really at his best and he was just, just painting the zone and making guys look like just complete donkeys. It was such a blast to watch. I just, I love that kind of pitching. Like I know a lot of guys, a lot of people love watching like a fireballer, like rear back, you know, like your Garrett Cole or your Verlander or whatever come back toss 99 but i love watching a soft tosser like that just painting corners and keeping guys off balance it's so entertaining incredibly entertaining it's i'm with you on that like for me watching ryu keep guys off balance is way more entertaining than the guy who every time he's at three two or two and he's the he just rears back and guns it down the middle like you know it's coming you know what it's gonna look like but with ryu like it's that element of surprise it's just it keeps you on the edge of your seat a little bit more which is like a weird thing to say when you compare those two styles of pitchers, but it's true. Um, our second up is one Bo Bichette, the double machine himself. And uh, at the Rodbot on Twitter, I saw this and I saved it. Most doubles in their first 117 major league games all time. Johnny Frederick, 43. Joe DiMaggio, 41. Ryan Zimmerman, 40. Bo Bichette, 39. Um, he's, he's a double machine. His two in the finale were pretty much identical as well, but four doubles in the series. It was, it was a good couple of days for Bobochette. You'll also like to see, this is really interesting. Uh, Jim Bowden on Twitter of, uh, you know, Jim Bowden, the uh, writer for the athletic and this and that he's ranked Bobochette number three in terms of major league baseball swag leaders. Okay. So not something we can necessarily measure, but the things that would likely score Bobochette points in the swag category are, the hair hair headband combo i think gets you a lot yeah. of swag points it's a good aesthetic, yeah. um i think the swing in general gives bo some Sweet swag swing, yeah. he's Sweet got swing. like yeah he's got a good looking swing it's distinct you can tell it's bo bichette up there um <laughs> it's just he's got, got the chain the 
the most random posts I've ever seen. <laughs> Jim Bowden just coming out and being like, here's eight guys I've listed that have swag. It's Fernando Tatis at one, okay. Ronald Acuna at two, Bo Bichette at three, Tim Anderson at four, Javier Baez at five, Bryce Harper at six, Jazz Chisholm at seven, and Juan <laughs> Soto at eight. I don't know how he's ranked these guys or if it's just a but- list. I, really, it's, really random. But. It's just a list of like the eight most exciting young players in the majors and Bryce Harper, though, which is like also <laughs> kind of Bryce funny. Harper. Bryce Harper also in the mix, too. Sure, why not? Let's do it. These young kids. These young kids. Anyway, sure. Bo Bichette up there in uh, the swag leaderboard. A couple days ago, uh, at IB underscore tweeting sent out that Bo Bichette on pace for 183 hits, 37 home runs, 137 runs, 104 RBI, 29 stolen bases, Fangraphs war of five, baseball reference war of 7.1. It really, like, everyone's talking Vladdy, and I'm not, like, I'm, Bo's not getting overshadowed or anything like that. That's not really what I'm trying to say, but so much hype about, like, Vladdy and the breakout season he's having. Bobachet's just great as always, right? Like, he's just, yeah. he's so good. So good. It's cool having the both of them on your team. Yeah. Great. It's, what a win. Uh, the final up we got, uh, let's go with Marcus Semien because I really like what sure. they got from Marcus Semien. Uh, we're starting to see a lot of talk about him. And I mean, even the idea of like potentially bringing him back. I think you wrote about that in your recent piece on uh, Blue Jays Nation where Kevin Barker was like, you got to trade him if you're not going to sign him. And it was like, that was weird. <laughs> what, a, <laughs> what a fucking take. That was really bizarre. He was like, yeah, they're not going to keep him around long term. Just trade him. Someone will trade him for what? Like to who? Like, what are you going to do? Trade him to a contender and get a fucking prospect? You can trade him to the Pirates and get like, what are you doing? It doesn't make any sense. No, what? Uh, Semyon against Boston. Game one, he goes two for five. Game two, he goes two for five. And in the finale here tonight, Semyon goes one for four. He also drew a walk. Um, I had the back and forth with BK about that weird Semyon tweet. And now it was like, yeah, if you move him, to a contender, you're getting back prospects and no rebuilding team is like, yeah, sure. We'll take the pending free agent. So like I thought about it too much, but the only way that like happens or like if Kevin Barker is like hearing something, it's like, okay, they have like a three-way trade worked out where like you're getting prospects, then flipping them. I don't know. Um, was that was weird. Keep Marcus Simon because he's good and he hits, he defends, he does everything well. He's a good veteran. Yeah. And then give him a qualifying offer. And you get a draft pick if he leaves or fuck, just sign him to an extension. They have the cash. Why not? Easy. Yeah. Don't another good, what the an, fuck? Another good weekend from Marcus Semyon, though. The Jays have a ton of bats going at a, at a pretty good clip right now, even in the games they lost uh, or in the game they lost to tonight. Um, they found a way to generate some runs. I know in the other one, they only put up three, but still like 18 runs over the course of three games against the Red Sox. It's nothing to like scoff at. Like that's a decent week still, even though you only got one win. That's a rolling is my point. That's a rolling. This is true. Now we got to get the pitching fully rolling because it seems the bullpen might be a bit gassed. So we've got to find some starting pitching here. Got to find some starting pitching. Uh, that wraps up three up, three down brought to you by Twig and Berries. Find them on Instagram, Twig and Berries, C-A. And that's Berries spelled B-A-R-R-Y-S. Not, Not like, like the fruit. Berry. No, not like Tyson Berry, not like a straw berry, like the or like name you're burying something B U R Y. No, like like your uncle Barry. Anyways, uh, talking about the pitching they need, Alec Manoa was back on the mound this week uh, down in AAA, and once again he was spectacular. He's now got an ERA of 0.5 in three AAA appearances. Seems good enough to me. 
they have them starting on the same day as Ross Stripling. It's synced up. It makes sense. They need pitching. What are we waiting for? What do you think is the reason they're keeping them down? I guess it's just being process oriented and having a plan. And maybe they're just like, okay, Alec Manoa has to make five good starts at AAA and work on these specific things. Like, okay, he has to uh, be throwing his change up more. He has to be doing this or doing that. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's just the Blue Jays not wanting to make a decision about a key long-term player to fill a short-term team need. Like you don't want to be calling up Alec Manoa because Ross Stripling is bad. Yeah. You want to be calling up Alec Manoa because he's too good for AAA. But to be completely frank from my outsider view, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know anything. So whatever, but I just don't really know what this guy is in learning at AAA. I mean, the guys that he's pitching against, he's, he's dominating them. He's making them look bad. Like he makes them look like, I don't know, little leaguers or something like how the AAA competition he's going up against is faring is how I imagine I would look if I was playing against, yeah. you know, a, a big league pitcher. Like that's how he's making them look. So it's like reasonably, it seems the next challenge should just be at the big league level. I don't, I don't really know. It feels like they're just kind of wasting time right now. Yeah. And I kind of wonder if they're, I, I wonder how much stock they'd put into the argument of, is it stunting his development to just be dominating AAA, right? Like, if it's not a challenge for him, is it developmental for him to still be down there? Or would he get something out of coming up and making a start? The yeah. concern being that he fucks something up or it goes really bad and then you got to send him back down. Like the idea of maybe it wouldn't even be a bad thing if he went out and had like a shitty start in AAA and then proved to the Jays in the next one that, hey, I can bounce back. Like, yeah, yeah. I did this, this, and this wrong in my start. Look, I identified it. I'm back out the next game and I'm pitching where I'm back on my next start and I'm pitching well again. Like yeah. that would probably go a ways. But like you said, maybe there is a number where they're just like, if he shows us he's got five good starts at AAA, then we'll talk about bringing him up, but they're not going to do it until that point. Um, either way, a meteoric rise up because at the beginning of the season, we were sitting here talking about, you know, could Manoa factor in? In August, one of my hot takes at some point was yep. like, Manoa's going to make a start. And you said it was too hot. You said it might not happen. I did. You I said thought, it might be a bullpen thing. I thought he was going to come up as, I, yeah, I, I remember. I, I thought he was going to start the season in like high A or double yeah. A at best. And then put him in triple A. And it was like, holy shit, this guy's right here. I thought, yeah, no, I thought Alec Manoa's role in the team this year was going to be in August. They called him up and he became a two-inning guy with the bullpen. Yeah. That's what I thought he was going to be. But, well, fuck here we are. Yeah. Like, it, and that shows you how quick things are going because again, a month ago we were sitting here saying maybe he's up in August to be a bullpen arm. And now it's May 20th. And we're like, why didn't this guy start already this week? What is going on right now? Bring what him up. So, yeah. Why isn't he pitching right now? Why wasn't uh, he pitching the ninth inning tonight? Let's keep moving on to a couple other worth mentioning topics. We have Springer injury update. The latest on that uh, Atkins was on with the fan 590, I think it was in Toronto, yep. um, and says Springer's going through like the running progressions or whatever the term they use is. And he's at the jogging portion of it. So wow. he can still hit. He's still working on like basic fielding, but he's got a ways to go as he ramps up that running progression. Um, that sucks. Sounds like it's yeah. still a couple of weeks away. That's not a very exciting update at all. Remember the first when he like first or the second time he went down after returning and they were like, ah, he probably won't need an IL stand. It's not a big yeah, deal. It's just fatigue. It's just like a month. Uh, he just needs to have a nap. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm not going to get excited about George Springer until not only is he activated from the aisle and on the team, but he plays a fucking like week. Then I will be excited about it. I'm not going to sit here and get excited that he's jogging. And another exciting piece of news is uh, the fact that the Ontario government has rolled out a bit of a COVID protocol and like stages list. And the reason I'm saying that is waiting for him to potentially get back to the dome after seeing what you, what we saw today about like, you know, the Ontario government, once there's this many vaccines with this many second doses, that large gatherings will be allowed outdoors. Are you more optimistic today than maybe you would have been a week ago that we could get the Jays in the dome or do you still think it's far-fetched? I don't know. Um, uh, Cause e- even with, you know, what Ontario or Toronto is doing with these legislations and what their plan is for, you know, COVID and this and that, like, ultimately what it comes down to is not just the blue Jays, but major league baseball reaching that 85% threshold of vaccinations. Yeah. Like I really don't think the federal government is going to allow the border to be open for baseball players to come across unless they've reached that threshold. Like if, you know, the Jays are at 50% or whatever, we don't know where they're at. Nobody's, no one's really talking about it. You know, we don't really know where all the other teams are either. They're not going to be, even if, you know, me and you are allowed to hang out outside and do something or whatever in September, if the the baseball players aren't vaccinated, then it's not going to happen. So that's what it comes down to. And I mean, I haven't seen fuck all about how vaccinated the Blue Jays are. I have no clue. It's totally, it's a total mystery right now. It's been pretty quiet. Yeah. But that is a good point. I didn't even think about that. Like major league baseball being able to go to the Canadian government and say like, listen, Every team that's going to roll into Toronto from now till the end of the year is at 85%. We haven't heard a lot about that. Also, after seeing sort of what happened in, in the NBA and Masai Ujiri kind of hinting a little, maybe, I don't know if he directly said it, but hinting a bit that, you know, the NBA didn't really support them in trying to get back to Toronto this year. I wonder just how much major league baseball truly gives a shit about the no. Jays coming back to Toronto. Probably very little. I don't think the league cares very much at all. I think this is a Mark Shapiro and the Toronto blue Jays endeavor to get them back to yeah. convince the feds to allow them back in the Canada. I don't think Manfred or the league is going to do anything for them at all. To be totally honest with you. Uh, let's look ahead here to four coming up against the Tampa Bay Rays. We were chatting a little bit before the show. Every ALE series is a big one, but right now, like every team in this division is hot. Like even the Jays six and four in their last 10 Yankees, seven and three Rays, eight and two Red Sox just took two out of three from Toronto. Um, it's a tight, tight division right now. And that just puts an even bigger emphasis, even though once again, I remind you of the date it's May 21st. Uh, when you'd be listening to this, it's only end, the end of May, but this is a big series. Yeah. I mean, it's this, you know, baseball is not hockey, but you know, in hockey, when you face divisional opponents, a four point game, yeah. every one of these games, when you play Boston, Tampa, or the Yanks is a four point game. It's a two win game. However you want to say, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but it was, if it's April, if it's May, if it's June, if it's September, it doesn't matter. Those head to heads mean a lot because I don't think the Red Sox are going to fall off a cliff. I don't think, I think they might be a little bit of a fraud based on the fact that a lot of their wins have come against Baltimore and Detroit and teams that aren't very good. But I mean, we saw them this week. They're a pretty good team. They're fine. They're good enough to compete for a wild yeah. card spot. In my opinion, Right. And the Yankees are figuring it out. Obviously they were going to figure it out. The Rays, we know they're good. So yes, there's four good teams in this division, four competent teams, and you have to beat those other teams. The Jays cannot finish fourth in the American league East. If they want to make the playoffs, it's impossible. So yeah, they have to win these head to heads. It's that simple. And I mean, the Rays, they're flying right now. They're killing it. Jays have to, Jays have to at least do a two and two against the Rays. 
Rays are, uh, they took two out of the three against Toronto earlier this season. So again, that adds emphasis on this upcoming series here. Was it, uh, how many, have they only played each other once this far? I'm sure I'm trying to go back and look. Yes. No, the Jays took two or three. Oh, sorry. Three. Fuck the Jays took two or three. I was looking at the race schedule. Yeah, the Jays took two out of three from, from the race. They have a chance here to really sort of get a, get a leg up on that season series. Like if you can somehow take three out of fucking four, like that yeah. would be unbelievable, right? Then you're sitting there, you're three games above 500 against the Tampa Bay Rays. I did the math correctly on that. I said it quickly and I was hoping I got it right. Um, but you're right. The Rays are hot right now. They just swept the O's. They've won seven in a row. They've outscored their opposition by 40 runs in that seven game winning streak. That's insane. They're putting yeah. their, their bats are just incredible right now or Rosarina had like four hits the other day Wendell's hitting well Meadows is still hitting well all three of those guys have their OPS over 800 right now like a lot of things are going right for the Rays it's going to take a lot for the Jays to to, to get is. wins this week. it's going to be a challenge it's going to be a challenge the Jays are two and three against the Rays and you want to win the season series for the year that's the objective so like I said at the very least you have to go two and two and you're still winning the season series with the Rays and I mean so who do we have going? We're going to have Robbie Ray, and then there's that blank spot that might be K, and then there's going to be a Ryu spot, and then hopefully on Monday, it's not Ross Stripling. It's Alec Manoa. That'd be a nice exclamation point. Wouldn't that be a way to end it? Hey, uh, yeah, the Jays, oh, yeah. they're going to have two lefties going up against Tampa, and the Rays are 23rd in Team OPS against lefties. Um, on the negative side, they're going to have to face Tyler glass. Now they hit him up pretty good in that first inning. Last time they faced him, yeah, um, was they, they got a little bit of luck to do it with like a Guerrero base hit, just getting through. And then they racked him up after that in that inning. Um, but it'll be back. There's no hiding it. It's going to be a tough series. You're hoping they can get two out of four though. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, if the Jays had won today, I'd be like no. big dick swing, sweep the yeah. Rays four and oh. But now the meltdown, so I'm in a bad mood. So I'm like, just get two and two, and that's fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, you're, that's, and that's, like, you're not feeling good about hoping for two and two. You're not sitting there being like, two and two is realistic. I like their chances of doing this. You're like, holy shit, they better play good so they can get two out of two here. It's uh, yeah. Well, I'm a lot more confident flows. in two of two, depending on who's starting on Monday. I'll tell you that. And uh, that's a fair way to look at it. If you had to put a percentage chance on it, uh, what what's the percentage chance that Manoa is starting Monday? Uh, I'll say 20%. Like 10. Like oh, right. <laughs> very, very, I'm, I have very little hope that Manoa will be up on Monday. But I, I mean, I would love to see it, but I just, I, I doubt it. We will see. We'll talk. We'll be back with another pod on Monday. Will it be a hyped up Manoa recap? Who knows? Hopefully. Hopefully. Hope so. Hopefully we're in a better mood. Hopefully Alec Manoa gets called up on Monday and he throws six innings and allows one earned run and they win the game 5-2 and they've won three of four against the Rays and we're very excited. Hopefully that's what happens. That's, what, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm jonesing for. Uh, something I meant to plug, but I totally forgot when we were talking about the Jays' potential return to the Dome. Just a reminder, you can rep the Dome even when the boys aren't there. Head to Nation Gear, go to Blue Jays Nation, go to the Blue Jays Nation tab, and it's the Dome Sweet Dome t-shirt. A beautiful blue red maple leaf. Nice picture of the Dome as well. $32 on our website, nationgear.ca. Pick it up, look good, feel good this summer. All right, Coombsy, you enjoy the weekend. You enjoy the long weekend. As I well. will try my best. I will try my best because I have to watch Damon and Oilers play hockey again tomorrow and again on Sunday.
Yeah, for me and you here and uh, the Nation Network, busy weekend. Oilers, Jays, Leafs. Uh, what are we doing? Why do we do this to ourselves? What are we doing? All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that is, for all, I'm not a Leafs fan, so I have no problem. Like the Oilers are also down one nothing in the series. I know we're talking hockey now, but this tweet from Arpon Basu, the Toronto Marlies managed to score more goals on Carey Price than the just Toronto a, Maple Leafs. Just, just a banner fucking day for Toronto sports. Eh? <laughs> so, so that was a tough, tough couple of hours. Leafs for Toronto sports fans. I'm sorry. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Stuff. Um, but I share your pain at least a little bit. Thanks for tuning into blue Jays nation radio. This has been episode 14 Coombsy. Thanks for doing this. My man. We'll talk again on Monday. Excellent. I have a good weekend. Best wishes. Thanks for tuning in to blue Jays nation radio. Don't forget to like, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.